fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. That's right, darn tootin'. This is the Voice of Reason. I know you are excited. You've been waiting for this time all day long to be able to listen to this sweet voice here on your radio or to watch us on the Facebook or the live streaming, wherever you may be. I, I mean, I don't know about that part. <laughs> I don't know about that part. Hey, welcome into the show. We have a heck of a lot to get to today. It is a post-Monday celebration broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Wherever you may be watching or listening, we appreciate you, your millennial general reporting for duty. What are the next steps? Oh, Captain, my Captain. That's what we're all about here, fighting the good fight each and every day. We have some interesting news. We have Joe Biden down in the approval ratings. Shocker, obviously, although they're not as low as what they should be. Although they probably are, it's just the media trying to hype up those numbers, you know, pumping up those numbers. According to USA Today, we have an approval rating for Joe Biden based on his judgment on Afghanistan. His approval rating's down to 41%. 41%, that's what they're saying, 41% approval rating for Joe Biden right now. Kind of interesting, right? I know, yeah. It should be lower. It should be like 0%. But you still have some of those yahoos on the other side of the aisle that will blindly follow him no matter what because he's not Donald Trump. You also have the media that probably saw a 15% approval rating. We're like, oh, let's just use the same you know mind frame that we did during the election of 2020. Why the heck not? And then boost it up to 41%. Nonetheless, still relatively low. Of those surveyed, 62% of those responsible uh, put the responsibility for Afghanistan and the war on George W. Bush. Half approved of his handling of the pandemic, 39% of his handling on the economy, meaning Joe Biden. Biden's decision to leave Afghanistan was approved by most Americans, but only 26% approved of the handling of the withdrawal. So obviously there was a major consensus that we all wanted to get out of the Middle East, at least Afghanistan, just how to do it. That was not the way to do it. And I used this analogy before. You ever have that job where... Things run so horribly with like, you know, just, you know, people that don't know what they're doing with their job or the boss that tries to micromanage you. I've had a few of those in the past growing up and some of the early experience trying to understand and get some work and creativity. I've had those experiences before where you just you learn and you realize when you walk out, you're like, now I know how to do the job because I've learned what not to do. And now that I know what not to do, I know how to properly apply myself and actually make it a pro. That's Joe Biden for you. But again, it's probably not Joe Biden because he doesn't remember where he's at half the time. Anyways, coming up on the program today, super excited, Dr. Vermel Green. We haven't had her on in a while with the Boys Initiative, also author of the book, Please Teach Me Like I'm a Boy, 10 Steps to His Success in School and in Life. We'll talk with her as now we're back officially into school season for the fall semester. We have the debate going on with mandated uh, masks, mandated vaccines, and we'll get to all that here in just a minute. I do want to give you a bit of a personal note, though, on the front. I know. I actually had a couple of messages over the day today asking how things were because as I made the announcement yesterday that I will be off the radio on Friday, taking a day off and doing a bit of a journey a uh, bit of a spiritual journey and doing a five-day fasting and never doing fasting in my entire life, not eating for five days straight. I am a little concerned. And today is day number one. 
I started not eating as of breakfast this morning. I have not had nothing to eat all day today, and this is day number one of five. So I still got a ways to go, and I'm starting to get the grumbling. Start, but I'm doing all right. Doing okay. Thank you for the concern. I've gotten a lot. Of, I've actually gotten some messages today, so thank you. That's the update. All is well. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to not be grumpy, but I get hangry by like six or seven o'clock at night. So Mrs. Voice of Reason may have a different tune to sing once I get home tonight. We'll see how well that goes. We'll give you another update on it tomorrow. But doing relatively well. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling confident. That may change by this time tomorrow. Who the heck knows? There's a lot that I want to try and cover today uh, between. The COVID stuff, which I'm really kind of getting sick and tired of talking about it, but obviously it's back in the news, so we can't ignore it. We have some updates on the Middle East. We have Dr. Vermal Green at the bottom of the hour. But overall, and we've mentioned this before on the show, that no matter what the political issue is, whether it is the Middle East and terrorism or whether it's you know U.S. involvement overseas in foreign policy, whether it's immigration at the border, whether it is COVID, no matter what, we're starting to realize that politics is coming back down to the local level. And there's a couple reasons why. Number one, we're sick and tired of realizing that Washington, D.C. is not going to do what we want them to do. Nobody's ever happy with Washington, D.C. As we mentioned, we have a 42% approval rating of Joe Biden. And I say that in air quotes because that's the media really hyping him up from a 15% approval rating, I'm assuming. You have a low 20-ish percent approval rating of Congress right now. You have right around the same for the U.S. Supreme Court. No one really likes what's going on. And while we get happy around election season, the rest of the time we just really complain about what's going on in Washington, D.C. from both ends of the aisle. Some say they're not going far enough. Others saying they're going too far. Other people are just not not caring and just complacent because they don't want to deal with it. No one's content with D.C. And when we realize that, we realize we a lot of times just stop paying attention to Washington, D.C. and coming back down to the home front. At the same time, we realized during this COVID pandemic, I think in the eternal optimist that I am, the glass half full kind of guy, I've always recognized that the local politics is always going to have the most impact on you. And I think COVID, again, with the eternal optimism, has allowed us to recognize that, again, that the most impactful policy is going to be the city council or the county commission that actually votes for a mask mandate or a mandatory vaccine in your community or tells you you can't go to a certain concert or tells you you can't go to a public venue or tells you you can't go do something because you need to show proof of vaccine or wear a mask. And that's a concern, and we've realized that they're the ones doing it. So now all of a sudden... We're all paying attention to the school boards. We're paying attention to the city councils. We're paying attention to the county commissions all over the country because they're the ones making the decisions. And now, all of a sudden, it's a big deal. So I'm glad that to, while this year is an off political season-ish, we do have elections. And I want to remind you of elections all over the country this year, that we have some for school boards, for city councils, for county commissions all over the country and these are the elections that you should be paying full-on attention to and making them as big and as powerful and as important and as impactful as what the general election was last year for 2020 with a presidential race turn out for these run for school board because they're important and you could be the one sitting on the school board when people are upset and playing, saying, don't take the rights away of the parents to actually decide on what they're going to do with their masks for their children. Don't be that guy or gal or other that chooses to implement that mandate because you're scared and you feel liable to take care of these kids when it's not your duty to do so. At the same time, 
on the third level of why politics is coming back down local is because realize, we realize that, again, we, we, we the people, remember that term? We the people, you and I, the average day working Joe Schmo out there, we have more power than what we've actually been led on to have. And we're starting to remember that. It's the great awakening that we talk about on the political front or in the conspiratorial front or in the, in the spirituality front. The great awakening where people are starting to wake up and understand what's really going on. I mean, the FDA approved the COVID-19 vaccine. Do you really trust or really care about what the FDA does? The FDA is one of the most useless agencies at the federal level because they do nothing but just try and do trademarks and or try and do uh, to, uh, uh, try and protect big tech or big big pharma and the drug companies to try and silence any others that try to compete with them. They ban anything that's natural or organic and say that it's really bad for you and that you need to take synthetic stuff. The FDA is nothing more than a way to license your drug and actually make profits off it, make billions of dollars and use the FDA for that to say, well, look at that, it's approved by the government, so therefore it must be okay. No one cares about that. No one cares about the FDA, and I highly doubt that the approval by the FDA on the COVID-19 vaccine is going to do anything for those that are concerned or hesitant to get the COVID-19 vaccine. They just don't care. And we realize that now we're going to take the power back into our hands. If we don't like the way things are done, we're going to figure them out ourselves. If we don't like the way public education's going, we're going to change the uh, local school district. We're going to run for school board. We're going to do virtual learning. We're going to do homeschooling, or we're going to start our micro-schooling. We found ways to get away from the system. Now, it's said that we have to do that just to experience freedom. And it's pathetic. Isn't it sad? If you have the right, I mean, let's look at freedom. And I've had this discussion on social media for a couple of days now. What is freedom? What is freedom? Do you have freedom in this nation right now? And let's just use that for an example of a mask mandate for a school. Is that freedom? Because some say that is absolute freedom. They pass the mandate. You just abide by it. And if you don't like it, you have freedom. You can do the homeschooling. You can do the virtual learning. You can go to a different district. You can go to the micro-schooling. You have freedom. Freedom at its best, baby. However, isn't it kind of turned opposite? I mean, this is the warped, twisted mind of some that have been, I think, conditioned to not understand what freedom actually truly is. Setting a mandate which is setting a condition for you to allow your children to go to school. Again, just using this example, there are many other examples out there, but using this as the example, setting a condition to say, in order for you to go to the school, this is the requirement you have to have. And it's a new one that's bogus, by the way, that's not based on factual information. It's not based on science. It's not based on whatever. It's just emotional response of this is what we're going to do. And now you have to abide by this. Is that really freedom? Because to me, freedom would be no mandate in any way, shape, or form, and then everybody gets to choose. If you want to wear a mask, you can wear a mask. If you don't want to wear a mask, you don't have to wear a mask. If you want to get the vaccine, you can get the vaccine. If you don't want to get the vaccine, then you don't have to get the vaccine. If you feel very uncomfortable and very unsafe, then you can stay home and you can do the virtual learning or the homeschooling or whatever you want to. But let the world do their thing as they see fit for themselves. And just like any other mindset and philosophy and conservatism, when you and the individual succeed and do well, that means your family succeeds and does well. That means your community does well and succeeds because you're all working individually and succeeding on your own without that red tape or restriction or government infringement. And therefore, the entire community, as we look at the general welfare and we look at the common good and all these other nice little communist terms, when everybody's doing well individually, 
by default, everybody in the community is then doing well and the common good is being met because everybody is an individual. And we're starting to realize that. We're taking health into our own hands. That's why I'm doing a five-day fasting and going down a spiritual journey. And I'm taking the vitamins. It, which, by the way, can I just say, it is extremely hard to do a fasting when everybody around you is talking about food. <laughs> I just had a conversation uh, with like four different people over the last couple hours where the first thing I did was come in and talk about recipes or they were talking about like Taco Bell that they had. It, it makes it a little difficult to do a fasting when everybody's talking about food. Now, I probably brought up the topic because I was thinking about it nonetheless, but I digress. But we're taking the power back into our hands. If we don't like the way things are going, we make changes. The sad part is, is that freedom is not prevailing out in the world. A false sense of freedom is prevailing out there. Well, the control freaks are the ones that are actually controlling everything. It used to be back in the day that if you felt unsafe going to the store, going to a public place, going to a large gathering, you wouldn't go and you'd find an alternative and make yourself happy as an individual. Nowadays, it's the opposite. The control freaks are the ones controlling all of the mandates out there. And if you don't like the mandate because you want to live your life, you know, do things as normal, you're the odd one that now has to go find the alternative measures. It's been flipped up on its upside down on its head and people are accepting it now as normal and calling it freedom, which to me blows my mind because there's no freedom in any way, shape or form when you're advocating for mandatory masks, when you're advocating for mandatory vaccines and forcing people to do that and say, if you don't like it, then you can go live in your hermit house. No, if you're the paranoid freak that's controlling and you're you have a weird like germaphobe thing. That's you. That's not anybody else. You go do whatever you need to do to make yourself happy. But leave us alone. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. 
You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today, 24 minutes past the hour, trying to be the catalyst of the change in society, the catalyst, because I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to try and educate and excite and just light that fire under you to you to be able to do that in your local community, wherever you may be across the nation, because we have the ability to make the changes. We have the ability to take control. Stop looking to the government for the answer. The government's not going to do anything. They're looking out for their own special interests, their own little pet projects. The FDA is going to do nothing but just, you know, stamp the approval uh, from the FDA uh, in order to say that, yes, this drug's okay, that drug's okay. And it's from the big pharma, uh, the big pharma and the big drug company that actually wants the money. And you say, hey, look at this. There's a natural plant outside that does the exact same thing. And it's not a synthetic version, but it's actually a real thing. No, you're not allowed to use that because that's probably going to cause cancer and that's evil and that's bad. So we're going to ban that thing. And it's, they've done that for tons. I'm not just talking about certain drugs or marijuana or anything like that because, I mean, that's a whole other discussion on its own. But there are other things like that, too, where, you know, there's signs of, you know, potentially curing cancer. There's things of actually curing illnesses, not just treating them. But, you know, there's no money in that. So, of course, the healthcare industry is not going to be looking favorably upon that one. Just out of curiosity, and I actually heard this from another doctor who left the mainstream medical industry with how messed up the system actually is. Just kind of a food for thought. If you're in the hospital with, I don't know, like, say, diabetes, or if you're in the hospital with, say, I don't know, for a heart transplant or at least for a triple bypass because you've been eating a whole lot of fatty foods and stuff, can you explain to me why there's vending machines in the hallway of the hospital? That's literally like going to, I don't know, a natural store and then picking up a bag of Doritos uh, from a vending machine at, like, a, a natural health store or something. It doesn't make any sense. If you're a hospital trying to treat patients for not being sick, maybe you shouldn't put the gun in their hand, so to speak. I'm just throwing that idea out there. It's weird. You start thinking about those things, and it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why would we promote that lifestyle while we're trying to get rid of that lifestyle? Yes, you have the choice to whether to buy it or not, or eat it or not, or drink it or not, but don't have a vending machine with soda in a hospital that's trying to help people get rid of their diabetes. And they're chopping off legs and limbs for people that have diabetes. Stop that. Doesn't make any sense to me. But again, not a whole lot makes sense in the world today. What's trending today? By the way, real quickly, too, I don't know. I got a message saying that the video stream might be locked up on some feeds. So I'm not sure if it's all the feeds or just one or two of the feeds. But uh, if you are watching, then just try and hang in there and see if it comes back. If not, let me know, and we'll try and work on some of that on the back end as well. Real quickly, before we go to the break and we'll talk with our doctor and get back into the education and COVID stuff. A real quick update on the Middle East. We do have a serious problem. And again, why people are bringing politics back to the local level, because this is the garbage we have to deal with. Here's a headline from Newsmax TV. 229 ex-Guantanamo Bay inmates have returned back to terrorism. The ones that have taken over Afghanistan, the ones that are back in the Taliban, ISIS that's coming back and working with the Taliban in their nice little conglomerate government of extremism over there in the Middle East. At least 229 of those terrorists are ex-Guantanamo Bay inmates that Barack Obama released throughout his administration. Now, there was a couple individuals that they actually tried to blame on Donald Trump for releasing, but Donald Trump didn't release any. In fact, Donald Trump expanded Guantanamo Bay, which was a very um, controversial, I guess you could put it, as people lost their minds saying that he was actually trying to harbor more individuals down there and how dare and it's inhumane and it's against the Geneva Convention and how terrible it is. But yet, now we release them and now they're actually back working as 
uh, terrorists in the Middle East wanting to come after us. And do you think they got a beef against us now that we, you know, detained them in Guantanamo Bay and tortured them for a while? No, I'm not advocating for torture. I am, however, advocating for the detainment of people who want to kill us and harm the United States. Just throwing that mindset out there. So if you, if they, uh, you know, have gotten now, I'm assuming that they're now probably going to have a vendetta against the United States even more so than what they did before. And in the meantime, we have Joe Biden that has no clue what he's doing. We have an open border where people just kind of waltz across and do their thing, catch and release programs, and, you know, no issues. 9-11, 20th anniversary is coming up here soon. But by golly, don't you worry. We're going to be safe because Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are the ones taking care of us. I feel so safe in this country. Thank you very much, Joe. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. And we are hopping today, just rolling right through the program here, halfway through already here on a post-Monday celebration, radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, anywhere you may be watching or listening. We appreciate you more than you know it. Plus the downloading of the podcast, you can find us all on our social media on the handle at Hoosier Reason. I had a weird guy yesterday on social media be like, you're pronouncing your name wrong. <laughs> okay. Thanks for the heads up. It's Hoosier, just like the state, Indiana Hoosiers, except we do not have the I in the name. H-O-O-S-E-R, Reason. You can find it at HoosierReason.com. Also, the handle on any of our social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch.tv, Instagram, TikTok, OurFreedomBook.com. Yes, we have a lot of social media. I try to stay as active on all of them as I possibly can. Although, Instagram, I'm not a big picture taker. I don't do the fishy lips and then try and take a picture and post it on there. I also don't take a whole lot of video of myself, although we will be starting to do some video updates of the studio construction of the Hoosier Media Network uh, with the home studios, and we'll be doing some video updates on that one. So you can follow us on TikTok, and we'll be posting all the good stuff on there uh, as we move along there. Also, you can find us on the uh, Voice of Reason podcast on any of your favorite podcasting sites. I'm noticing a trend in the theme today is kind of the individual empowerment as we talk about the COVID restrictions, we talk about politics coming back down to the local level, people beginning to realize that you have the power to make the own decisions for yourself. We don't need the government to make the decisions for us. Uh, we, for so long, and we've gotten conditioned with this, which is why some people think that when a school district mandates a mask thing, they're like, oh, that's freedom, because then you can choose whether you actually want to go there or not. No, that means that they're putting weird conditions on there, useless and baselessly, and then you have to try and find alternative means. If you are scared about it, 
because there's too much freedom out there and people, some may be wearing masks, some may not be wearing masks, some may be getting the vaccine, some may not be getting the vaccine. With all of that crazy, wild, anarchist-type freedom out there, if you feel uncomfortable, then you can make alternative means for you. But outside of that, people are going to go back to their own business. They're going to do their thing. We're taking health into our own hands. We don't need to wait for the government to approve a vaccine for us when we could be doing proper del- uh, you know, diet and lifestyle and vitamins and everything else that we could be doing. We don't need the government to wait for an FDA approval because the FDA only approves stuff from big tech and, and or, uh, big pharma and drug companies anyways to make profits. That's all it's for. There's no reason for them to wait for the approval. Whenever a shooting happens, oh, government, please do something. When we can make the difference in our own communities, the empowerment for us, which I'm super excited to talk to our next guest as we talk about the school year and the kickoff of the fall semester. What's trending today? And I love having her on the program as she brings so much common sense and reason back to the discussion. But as we get set for the fall semester and the oddness, the craziness, the uh, un, I guess the unknowing of what the heck's going to happen in the school year this year. She is with the Boys Initiative, also author of the book, Please Teach Me Like I'm a Boy, 10 Steps to His Success in School and in Life. It's Dr. Famel Green back with us here. Doctor, how are you, my friend? Oh, Andy, I'm doing just sparkling. Thank you for having me. Oh, I love having you on the program. You are one of my favorite guests to have on here. And I know you've been so uh, so in tune with education and being a school teacher for an administrator for years and, and uh, working with the Boys Initiative and knowing exactly how schools work. Uh, I was telling you a little bit off the air here locally uh, near our flagship in Wichita. We just today, the Wichita School District ended up voting for a mask mandate after voting to recommend them a week and a half ago when the school year actually started. Uh, we have another district that just stopped doing their daily testing of students with COVID. Uh, parents are irate and losing their minds over this. Uh, I don't. I know this is happening all over the country. I don't know what the school year is going to look like, but it sounds like we're not starting off on the most smooth path, are we? It does not. In fact, um, even locally, they're debating whether or not they should use masks. You know, within the same state, you know, you have some districts who say yes and some say no. So uh, it, it it is going to be quite a ride. But the bottom line is the babies need to be back in school. Don't close schools. Don't shut them down. Don't put our children through this again. Yeah. My daughter, she's seven years old. She went into second grade this year. And for two years now, she has done the homeschooling. I mean, we did a move right at the beginning of a school year two years ago. And we did the homeschooling virtual thing last year, obviously, with COVID. We did the uh, at-home virtual learning stuff. And for two years, uh, for kindergarten, she did preschool in class, did kindergarten and first grade at home. She is so excited to be in the oh. classroom for second grade, to meet her teachers, to see her friends again, some of some new friends, some old friends. She is so excited to be in the classroom. Every morning she has popped out of bed. She's wanted to wear the dress. She's wanted to get the, the hair done. She's like gone all out ready, excited for this. And she, every day when I come home and ask her like, oh, how was school? She's like, great. It was too fast. I can't wait to go back tomorrow. Uh, I think oh. it's the mindset of a lot of kids. Oh, it is. In fact, you know what? It's the mindset of a lot of teachers too. Yeah. I remember when I retired, and it was the first August that I didn't have to report to a school. 
I sat and I said, oh, no, this is not going to work. And I went out and found a school. I said, let me just come in and just put up some bulletin boards. Let me just clean the desk. Let me stack books. I need to be in school. Teachers are excited, too. Absolutely. Teachers are very excited. Now, some of the power that we have as parents, because I think the big battle with the mask mandates, non-mask mandates has been, you know, the, the parents feeling out of control to decide for their children what's going to be the best for them. You know, I don't feel comfortable with them sitting there breathing through a mask for eight hours a day and not getting enough air. You know, they get in trouble if they take it off or no, I don't feel comfortable with them being around other people. I want the little isolation box or the little plexiglass or whatever they do. It really comes down to the control of the parents versus the control of the administration of their local school district. Uh, What type of power can we utilize and where do you think this is going to end up at the end of the day? my goodness. I tell you, Andy, if I could answer that question fully, (laughs) I'd write another book and Uh, sell a million. But at this point, I think that parents need to do whatever is best for their child. If that means, oh my goodness, even if it means taking your child out so that you don't have to face the, the prospect of in school, out of school, yes today, no tomorrow. You know, if, if, if you have to homeschool your child, if you are able to or find an alternative um, educational program, that might be what you have to do. But parents, you must use your power. You must use your sense of influence. Yeah. You must decide for your community and the school board working with the parents need to decide what the community is going to do. Amen to that. I've seen a lot of stuff, and I'm very intrigued by this new, uh, what they're calling the micro-schooling, is doing a backyard school classroom for 8 to 10 kids, going out in the backyard, having a drawing board out there, uh, teaching about planting and teaching, I mean, regular school curriculum, but uh, doing other stuff as well, but primarily being outside or kind of in a neighborhood community. Have you heard about this micro-schooling, and do you think that's maybe the new trend as we start to stray away from public education? haven't heard a lot about that, Andy. I know at one point, homeschool parents would form co-ops where they would say, okay, you teach science. I'm pretty good at math. I'll teach math. And as long as the district allows it, sometimes district regulations on homeschool parents get really wonky where you can't homeschool other people's children. You can homeschool your own. So hopefully parents can get around it and be able to form those kind of co-ops where they can help each other. This is definitely all hands on deck. Parents have to unite to do what's best for their children. Yeah, I lo- and I love that idea because I think, I mean, that's what we did before public education, wasn't it? We would use the old church or the old schoolhouse, you know, nearby and 10 kids would show up and, you know, parents would be there to teach. And that's how education really got started. And we did well with that before it kind of became a structured administrative kind of thing. And uh, I, I mean, I, I like that if we're homeschooling, why not just kind of partner up with, you know, kids around the block and in the neighborhood and actually get all the parents to help out, teach something specific and learn something different. I think between, you know, health issues and between education issues and between so many other things going on, people are wanting to just figure it out themselves today. And that might be what's best for their children, yeah. especially, and you know my heart for boys, Andy, especially for some of these little boys, you know, the, the unstructured mess of in school, out of school, boys don't deal well with unstructured programs. They want routine. They want things to be this way every day to some extent. 
But also, they have to realize that boys learn differently than girls. So even in the homeschool programs, parents have to adjust their instruction to meet the needs of their sons. I'm really glad you mentioned that because that's where I wanted to go here is you being with the Boys Initiative, which you can find them online at boysinitiative.org. You had mentioned just the structure that's needed both from the family life, which is causing a lot of issues in society as well, but then the education because when we have – A mask, non-mask, you know, we're going to shut down the school, do virtual, we're going to do like in-person like two days a week. That doesn't help anybody, but I I think you're right. I think it especially hits boys a little bit harder because I I, I like my time frame. We're old school and I get grumpy when things aren't done on the clock, and I think a lot of guys are like that. (laughs) They are, they are. And also boys in their own little way, they say there's a rule hmm, let me see how I can get around that rule. Mm. And what's, what's, what's happening is that schools are setting our boys up for failure because they, they have those mass mandates, and little boys are going to try to think, oh, how can I get around doing that? And, and someone's going to catch them, put them in the office, send them home. Boys are definitely challenged by this unstructured uh, environment that they might meet when school opens. Yeah, no doubt. It's a work in progress, and I think that I'm optimistic because I'm always an, I'm the eternal optimist. I think we're going to figure this out at some point, but it's it's a struggle to kind of get things back into the groove this year. So Dr. Vermel Green, author of the book, Please Teach Me Like I'm a Boy, 10 Steps to His Success in School and in Life, also at the Boys Initiative, boysinitiative.org. Vermel, it's always great to talk to you, my friend. We love having you on the program. Let's do this again real soon. Take care now. Uh, You as well. You as well. Always appreciate that. All right, we'll take a break. we got lots more to get to. When we come back, I want to talk briefly about the California election with the governor's recall race. That's a big one. Plus, this continued individual empowerment. Are we bringing it back? Are we starting to wake up figuring it out ourselves? That's what I love about it, because we have the voice, we have the power, and we can do that as long as we don't listen to the other side of the aisle or the mainstream media. Just throwing that out there. Lots more coming up on The Voice Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. 
online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. You know, it's almost getting too easy, kind of like the climate change, radical leftist environmental wackos, kind of like the ones that support social programs and try and discuss the federal budget and how we need more social program spending and not enough military spend. I want to put things into perspective for you. It's starting to get just as easy to debate those advocating about like the fear tactics of COVID-19 as it is debating all those other issues because more and more information comes out as we learn more things. We understand it more, but yet they get more into a fear-based paranoia mindset and we get into a more rational, like, okay, let's go back to normal and just be aware of these certain precautions kind of thing. And uh, when we do that, apparently we're the bad ones in society. According to CNBC, they were talking about some of the markets and how many investors are looking optimistic because we're starting to get the Delta variant under control across the nation. Wait, what? We're getting things under control. I thought we were doing bad. I thought that's why people were starting to implement mask mandates now in the last couple of days, especially for schools, is because the Delta variant's running rampant. We're all dying from this thing, although it's still, even though they say that we have more kids being affected by the Delta variant, they're not severe cases. I mean, obviously, there's not a bunch of kids dying. I don't know about the rest of the states here in the state of Kansas where I'm at. We've had two, two kids 18 years or younger die in the last two years with the pandemic, year and a half. Two. So while they may be infected or have the virus, um, oh, my dear. Oh, no. Because everybody's going to have the virus eventually. You're not going to not have the virus. It's just when you get exposed to it, are you going to be healthy enough to actually deal with it? And that's the bigger issue. I don't care about case numbers. Case numbers mean nothing to me. But according to CNBC, as we are coming out of the Delta variant now until the next variant hits, the investors are excited because according to their numbers, rate of increased cases went from 11.7% this week compared to the 32% increase of COVID-19 cases two weeks ago. We went from 32% new cases, increasing cases on a daily basis for an average, um, two weeks ago compared to 11% today. What changed? I don't know. I don't know what changed because no one even started implementing mask mandates till like maybe a week ago. Maybe is when all this news came out. I don't know if you remember or not, because it was way back when, like, you know, halfway through the pandemic, like eight, nine, ten months ago. But they said that whatever decisions that we make, mask mandates, isolating people, locking the city down, doing quarantining, that it takes two weeks for us to actually get the information and actually get updated information based on those decisions. Do we remember that or do we just completely forget about that fact? A two-week window of a decision-making before we see actually see the response to the said decision-making with COVID. Two weeks. Now it's been two weeks. We haven't done anything until like maybe end of last week, middle of last week, which is less than a week ago. And we went from 32% of increased new cases nationally to 11.7%. Hospitalizations were at 37% of those new cases two weeks ago to now 14.7%. 
is the Delta variant at its peak and are we on the way down? Which is funny because we had actual scientists and doctors say that we, regardless of what we did with the Delta variant, a lot of it being more immune to the uh, vaccine, which is why the vaccines were anywhere from between 40 to 50 percent effective against the Delta variant. I know, but we're still the bad guys not getting vaccinated, right? Uh, that they said that regardless of whatever happened, there would be a little peak that would be around like the last week or so, and then it would start to decline naturally because a, a large amount of people already got it. They received it. Obviously, it's not as severe. It's more contagious, but it's less severe. And now we've gone from a 37% hospitalization rate of new cases to 14% just in a two-week period, and we haven't done any new policies we went from a 32% increase of uh, uh, daily new cases to 11% over a two-week span without doing any new policies. What happened? But the fear uh, fear tactics are still there, right? I'm telling you, this is why people are going back to the politics at the local level. This is why people are taking power back into their own hands and realizing the government is not the answer. Your state government is not the answer. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of great conservative state governments that are doing good things, but they're not the answer. The federal government especially is not the answer. You, you have the power. You have the ability as an individual to make you healthy based on your lifestyle choices and dietary choices, to make you educated based on the education that you feed into yourself and into your children, whether it's public education, whether it's fighting the public education system, whether it's private schooling, whether it's uh, the micro-schooling or virtual uh, schooling, whatever you end up doing, you have that power and that decision and and that choice to be able to make that. You can do it. No one else can do it. You can do it. Stop relying on the government. If there's a mass shooting in your community, it's not the government to solve that issue. It's you to arm yourself to make sure it doesn't happen to you and your family. And when everybody does that, when every individual in that community does that, guess what? The community is better off than any other community that we have waiting for the government to decide their fate for them. What a concept. I just want to remind you of that. Podcast up in a little bit. Back at it tomorrow for a Wednesday, the midweek celebration coming right around the corner tomorrow. I'm Andy Hoosier. This is The Voice of Reason. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.